0: Hello, everybody. Yes, the picture quality is good. <laughs> Welcome to the Hearthstone Backgrounds podcast episode three. Wow, we made it here. Every, every new episode. I'm a little bit surprised that we made it, but hello and welcomes. Hope everyone's doing good today. I'm here with my co-host Shady Bunny. How are you?
1: Doing great. Doing great. It's a very fun stream. Just Loving the game. Passionate to share.
0: That's always nice to hear. I'm also doing all right. You know, panicking a little bit. I am as I do. But I, I think yeah. we got it in. Uh, first sure. topic of the day, we've got mega bundle giveaway for the people that are watching on YouTube and podcasts. Well, you know, unfortunately for you guys you didn't get it, maybe we should tune in next time. But uh, we've got um, ten or so mega bundles to give away after the podcast, so uh after you listen to podcasts just uh stick around we'll try to give them to the people in the twitch chat but other than that you know if you are watching on youtube maybe leave a comment i might have a little something special for y'all guys but then again you know we shall have to see but you know make sure i thank blizzard for this opportunity and we'll see who will be the lucky few next topic we got a just a weekly overview of battlegrounds how do you feel about battlegrounds this week
1: shady Right now I'm feeling great. I'm on an upswing. Um, I might just be getting a lot of good heroes, but I'm I'm enjoying. It feels like I am. It feels like I feel when I need to get stronger and when I just need to greed, and that feels so good. Like so often, I'm just looking at my hand. I'm like, mm, I should hold this minion. I can get away with it. Or like, oh no, I definitely need to stay here and I need to roll, roll, roll in play. So that that feels pretty good. Like when you really. When you're feeling the meta and you know when you're supposed to get stronger when you're supposed to try to go for the win
0: yeah that kind of feeling always happens to me maybe like the third weekend after i play it's like new patch hits i don't know what i'm doing i just lose a bunch yeah <laughs> then uh, you know middle of the pack i'm doing all right i'm trying to get it and then right before they change it you know like the day or two you know the you know right when i get it they're like ah, new patch change everything i'm just like no i understand the meta now but I, I think yeah, it's necessary for the game. Uh, there will be a couple of changes coming. We could probably move on to our next topic, right? The patch 20.0. Yeah. You know, if it, if you guys are not aware, there's a new patch coming out today, I believe. Uh, so, you know, look out for that. One of the bigger changes is pilot shorter getting removed, as well as adding a new hero and a new minion. We're probably going to talk about that later on. But for now, let's talk about the removal of... Pilot Shredder, I got to be honest, I hated this minion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's so troll, You it fools ghouls so often, and you're just like, why did I even run this? You've, you, It actively made my board worse sometimes, yeah. not all the time, but yeah, I wasn't a big fan of this hero anyways. Minion yeah, anyways.
1: the text was basically, if you control more than two Divine Shields, rattle summon a ghoul, and yeah. then uh, screw the game up for you. Or yeah. from you know an opponent as a coiler into a shredder into a ghoul wrecks your uh, deflecto that just reset or something yeah just not it's not the fun kind of RNG for sure just sitting like oh I guess I lost because my own unit trolled me nice yeah yeah one interesting yeah,
0: thing ahead. just uh, to talk about is they removed the mech right but they added mm-hmm. a new hero to replace it but it wasn't a mech right so they. Yep. The you would think there's like an intricate balance between all the minion types, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, if we have them we have this many mechs in this, uh, in this tavern to balance out this many in this tavern, da da da. It's all intricate plan. If remove one, right, we gotta replace it or change or add some fundamental to keep the power levels the same. You would think, <laughs> but here it just kind of shows. No, we can remove them. A mech doesn't matter. We'll just put something random in and uh, yeah, it's fine. Well, yeah, that, that's fine.
1: Yeah, that's going to affect, uh, especially when you power level, like let's say with Silas to tier 3, right. a lot of the time you're like, oh nice Sensei and oh, I guess the Shredder will do, right? Oh, yeah. So that happens a bit less now where you go, oh Sensei and oh, not a mech. Hmm, that's annoying. It's yeah. really not the preferred mech. Clunker is better, Deflect those better. Heck, I'd even play a Naked Menace right over a Shredder, so it's just
0: Sure. I, prefer to,
1: I prefer to get a consistent plus, you know, like, three 1-1s one and a reset than whatever the Shredder is going to give me. So I guess that is a little bit of an impact when you go early Tier 3, there's just less chance you're going to get a, a Sensei to pop off with a mech.
0: Yeah, but it's it's interesting that, like, there is sub balance, right, between the minion uh-huh. types and things like that. And they're just kind of changing it up as they go, right? They feel like this minion is the the weirdest three of the bunch, right? Because there, there are a lot of threes that they could have touched, right? That, you know, maybe this, but they decided to pick this one and I thought it was interesting. It just makes mechs a little bit weaker. Uh, sometimes, right, sometimes you'll see a shredder in the neural module and you'll take that because, you know, it does make you stronger, but it's not like the preferred option. Now you don't get that option. So it's just interesting to see that, oh, they're, they're okay with changing things and not like making it in equilibrium, like adding a new mech or adding something like that. They just added a whole different archetype. To, uh, so I just wanted to touch on that.
1: Yeah, I think if it was a different minion than Shredder, there'd be some outrage, but I don't. I haven't talked to anyone who's like, oh, I can't believe they removed Shredder. Just like, <laughs> eh, it's just like, yeah, it's a very uninteresting kind of awkward minion you don't really want to play. So at least now you don't have it in the shop where you're like, oh, I guess I have to take it, right? So. Yeah, that's true. I it's, pretty much always end up regretting it. I was like, oh, man, I wish I didn't like it. Yeah, it's, it's
0: not the best menu. I just thought it was an interesting topic of discussion. Our next thing we shall be talking about is the F2K Battlegrounds tournament. It is happening in two days, so it's pretty soon, if you guys are interested in watching some high-level Battlegrounds. Well, theoretically high-level Battlegrounds. You know, Shady's in there, so maybe not as high-level <laughs> as you're looking for. But there are is, there is some... Uh, good things we got our lineup uh, in the uh, the Twitter post there's one little change Tice, I believe couldn't make it so Jackie Chan's uh, popping on in instead but uh, everyone else seems to be confirmed so just uh, a little interesting since you are a competitor I'm gonna be casting with Nicolina and Akali Alea, so uh, anyone interesting that you want you want to take down you know any any interesting competition that you're looking at you know hope that you beat up or you know, hope that you well, don't I'm just, just
1: really, I'm play. really looking forward to watching the broadcast and uh, watching you cast me, right? That's going to be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> the lineup is stacked. It's really fun. Um, it's, it's, uh, there's no one really that I'm like, oh man, I really want to beat this person. It, it is cool though, to see some people on the ladder, right? And sometimes you, uh, like I've, I've, I've lethaled Slissa before. She's lethaled me before or stuff like that. So right. yeah, I'm just trying to, Keep it fun, right? In the tournaments, just sometimes you, you get the two percent just You have to roll with it, right? So. You're not
0: gonna give me any tra- trash talk. I need the no. Content, I'm not gonna be Shady. like you know
1: what? I Shady told me that, Come on, competitor <laughs> X is going down, right? Yeah, no, that's not my thing, man. That's not my thing. Fine, man, let me let me fine. give you a political answer. Come on,
0: very boring. Look at this guy. Oh,
1: right. God, yeah. whatever. Why am I your co-host?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all good it's gonna be a great tournament gonna be excited to see all the plays all the strategies um it's gonna be interesting right because the i believe the the new hero will be in right so uh that might add a wrinkle in the game plan right maybe it turns out to be really strong or really weak and now you have like lower chances of and things like that
1: so i'm not great at predicting this kind of stuff but from what i can tell he does not feel great well, now you know watch, this watch is be top topics, and... so
0: we should probably you know move on
1: Sure, to... sure yeah i have no idea ask me <laughs> again in five minutes uh, so. but yes
0: yeah, so let's let's move on to our next topic right where we talking about the <laughs> new venue <laughs> <minute. laughs> veron's blacksmith uh uh, so this is what's replacing pilot trader. It's it's uh, it has no minion type, so it's just a neutral minion. It's a three mana, three five frenzy. We should probably discuss frenzy a little bit. Frenzy is if it damage if it deals damage and survives, I believe, then the frenzy props, Am I correct with that?
1: Yeah. Okay. So it can be attacked as well, from my understanding it would deal damage if someone something attacks into it
0: yeah so if it deals damage and survives it frenzy triggers it can only trigger once per battle and this ability is give your other minions plus two plus two so very similar to uh nazoth spawn of nazoth in that it gives your other minions plus one plus one this one gives your other minions plus two plus two so kind of something you'd probably put in the front of your uh your warband just to try to get it to trigger early and then buff all your minions if it survives what do you think about it
1: yeah so this is gonna heavily heavily punish stuff like tormented ritualists and acolytes those small taunts that you can just attack into right because it's just gonna hit and it's always gonna live um yeah perhaps it's gonna you, you can maybe play arm right immediately with those things but usually you have those things before you have the arm so i'm um, I'm a little afraid of this because I really like stacking acolytes. <laughs> <laughs> From a personal point of view, I'm just like, eh. But yeah, we'll adapt. i um, going to play a bunch of Battlegrounds tomorrow, try to get that uh, experience in the further tournament. But it looks it looks like going can be scary, right? If you get it very early, it's pretty much like the the Wind Fury Pirate, right? The Sea Breaker, when that right. overkills, right. it gives your whole pirate board plus two plus two. This will just give your whole board regardless plus two plus two. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looks like it can just snowball and deal tons of damage early when you're preying on those small taunts.
0: I got a question for you. Do you think this could be meta warping? In terms of like, this is in the game. Now, a week later, people play completely different just because this card's in the game.
1: Well, let's say now that Tormented Ritualist was added, right, right? we play differently where we're like, "Mm." I probably want to lead with this three power thing because if I lead with the spawn, then if they have Ritualist, you know, sometimes with spawn you don't care, but there's, you know, like Selfless, for instance, is a good example where um, normally you're fine to put your Selfless in position one, but um, when Tor- Tormented rituals is in the game, you might want to have a three power thing to clean kill it first. Same thing here with Baron's Blacksmith. If that's in the game, which it is now, then if you have small taunts, suddenly you're like, mm, I probably don't want to buy this because if they have a blacksmith, then I'm screwed. So yeah, I think it's definitely going to have an impact. We have to, of course, we have to play with it. We have to feel it out. We have to see, oh, it's too awkward. It's not good enough. The fact that it doesn't have a type, you know, it doesn't scale up, but you can treat it, I guess, something like an arm. I'm not saying it's as good as an arm, but it's, you know, you buy arm, you play arm, and then you get out of it at some point or you just play like full arm comp. I don't think you're ever going to play full blacksmith top. but you know it's, it's like a spawn in a way where you just play it and it makes you strong and then you ditch it later yeah
0: i'm thinking this is going to be probably one of the best things uh if you triple on to uh triple early get a three right this is probably going to be the best unit to get uh you hit it and then you you've basically won the early game right so it has a lot of upside especially in the super early game uh maybe like turn five and six if you level to uh to three and then maybe get it next turn that's probably the window where it's like it still does a lot of work right you're gonna do you're gonna buy it but then once you start getting to tavern four or tavern five right that's when people are gonna have things with higher than five attack right unless you're running a hero that can buff this unit right if you can you know buff this unit manually then you're like okay i'll just keep it forever because it's a free plus two plus two but other than those specific heroes right Um, It's gonna get to a point where people are gonna have five attack right like they're the first most of their minions Most of their board most of their taunts are gonna have five attack So you run it and then it just dies and you're just like well, it doesn't do anything anymore, right? So it's kind of interesting that it has that potential especially early to just be be extremely strong just knock people down, but It there's a window right once you pass that window. It's useless (laughs) i
1: I think it's similar to spawn in that regard where spawn isn't useless but it's not like you're on tier four like yes spawn right
0: you know spawn has its own synergies with baron and stuff like that where um you have that in the baron and you're like well i can keep this for Pretty much the rest of the game, if if I don't find like some other direction sure. to go on. So, this one doesn't really have that unless you're playing.
1: The right? Like, a vast vast majority of the spawns just gets ditched. Yeah, you don't pick sure. it true. So, I think in, in most cases, you're going to treat it like spawn where you just like to have it early and then you ditch it later for sure. And you're not going to get into it when it's too late. Yeah. So, that's that's yeah. true. It, but so... I think it's, I, I guess, something you can throw out is this is above to power levelers where instant stabilization, right? If you're going to tier 3 on 5 gold and you hit that next drop, you're not taking damage anymore, right?
0: That's true. Well, maybe you are, right? But
1: you're not taking very much. And the turn after, you're definitely not taking any damage. Yeah, so that's true. It it does kind of reward people for
0: leveling and then hitting it, which, uh, like, it's also a neutral minion, right? So you don't have to, like be scared, right? Where sometimes dragons aren't in and you're like, oh, I can't get Bronze Warden right. if I level right? Scary. Where here, you can always be like, oh, I can level
1: regardless. Right. And then Let me I mean, power level every single game from now on. We like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Figured out the meta. Metacombs. <laughs> All right, wrap it up, boys. We're <laughs> done here. Power is, level every uh, game. Hit the uh, Blacksmith. Uh, break uh, for. Hey. I don't know if that's going to be the way, but maybe it is, right? If you have this
0: <laughs> and dragons, right? You're like, well, I've got two hits instead of one. So there's, there's definitely something to think about there. Uh, But yeah, I I think it's going to be a playable unit, right? It's not going to be something people just skip and like ignore and say, why did I add this, right? People are going to get punished by this and be like, ah, it's actually pretty good. And then we'll see a meta uh, where people maybe are leveling more or maybe are placing, not buying as many like weak taunts and things like that, right? Like the 2-2 maybe might see less play because, oh, if I have the 2-2 and then they have this, it always triggers every time or something like that, right? Yeah,
1: I mean... You still need to deal five damage, right? That's a lot of damage. Yeah, I, I, that's a lot true. Of your stuff, not going to deal five. So yeah. even even if you're not buying small taunts, <laughs> you're uh, you know you're not going to have more than half your board over five damage that early on.
0: That's true. I mean,
1: I, I don't know if there's a way to play around this
0: card, right? That's yeah. Right. That's so me. the
1: more the more I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, this is definitely going to be like really nice early on. It's going to be like the spawn on steroids if you get it early. Yeah.
0: All right. Watch out for this one. Um, yeah right. <laughs> next topic, right, where we talk about the new hero, something something overlord, small small thing, small 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 thing. Yeah. yeah, I want to do something interesting where I wanted one of us to talk positive about it, and one of us to talk negative about it. Where Ooh, like...
1: All right, you want to be the good cub bad cop? What are you doing here?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I'll I'll uh I'll be the good cop. Which one do you want all right. to? Do?
1: Excellent. Oh, I want to shit on it, so it's
0: fine. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. I, I, I'll start first in, in terms of like, so I am I believe um, every turn, right, you have a one one mana hero power, you use it, and then the next menu you buy will get uh, attack buffed, right? So another thing I believe, every turn it upgrades and it doesn't reset, whereas like, let's say turn five, you use it, you get five attack, and then next turn you use it you'll get six attack because they'll upgrade right so turn you know 10 and and plus or you're giving one mana plus 10 to it right so the key feature right early game it doesn't really do a lot right but it's still you're still getting like two attack in the early game right you do on a glyph guardian that's a lot of value right you get four 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 dragon eight attack you're probably one shot anything even the three five that gets your opponent has da, 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 da. right the the key benefit of this really is utilizing it on mech units right giving divine shield units and cleave units right so you you let's say you buy you know a menace you buff that put on your deflected ball, you're good to go you buy a deflected ball, you buff it good to go right very easy to just make a a powerful mech comp if you're a, if you hit an order module you you buff that right you've got a good unit right two it takes two shots dah, dah, dah. so think that that's a really good way of utilizing this hero power right just play a full mech comp and then buff it with menaces and normal mods, things like that right with cleave right you have a hydra you have a full reaper i don't know if you're going to tier six and rolling right because you can't it doesn't it's not for discovers it's just for it means you buy from the shop so
1: yeah you can't really true.
0: you can't like discover a full reaper and then like hero power and buff it right so you have to you just have to be rolling Right. So it makes four Reaper hits a little bit harder. But if you do get a four reaper, you hit that you hit that annoying module. There you go. You got it. Uh so <laughs> yeah, let's just you know, go to Tier just, Six and buy a four reaper. Yeah, just, <laughs> if you do that, that also works. Right. With Hydras you can buff it too. With Elementals, right, you've got the um Divine Chill Elemental, you've got the uh, Wildfire Elemental, right? So there's a lot of value in just having a big Minion that you can two for one with. So uh, it only costs one mana, right? A lot of these powerful hero powers cost two, things like that. And you can squeeze it in at the end of the turn. You'll probably be able to, like, pass the mid to late game, you'll probably be able to use this hero power every single turn. So uh, even if you're switching out compositions, right, you'll at least have some form of stabilization and I'll have one minion that can at least one for one, two for one, uh, wherever. Battle Master is always a great target, right? Imagine just, instantly playing like a 1330 battle master for no reason right so there's a lot of value in the the flexibility and the, how cheap it is and then just making sure that you're us- you're using it with the right composition so there I think this will see play I don't know how good
1: it will be but
0: you know I have I I see the potential uh, now you can go <laughs> well,
1: I think it's awful I mean column sort of took this stance right so he's gotta make his argument uh my main problem with it is that you would probably want to reform curve it so that it does anything at any reasonable time if you're not reform curving it then when are you starting right you're starting on eight gold at the earliest yeah you got maybe it. level and press this button or you know like buy two things and press the button on tier three it's just very, very late, right? Even if you had a Hydra, the moment you go to Tier Four, it'll be a four-four max. So you'd have to reform curve it for it to do anything, and then you get all the downsides from reform curve and very, very few upsides, right? You're not getting, um, you're getting slightly stronger units, but you're still buying Tier One units. Whereas reform is getting extra units, my is getting extra units, and that at the end of that tunnel is like, oh, I get a five drop, I get a six drop if the reform curve works out properly. This guy is like, oh, if I now happen to see a Hydra, suddenly it's larger, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. And, you know, the reform, the Caligos pull is like, yeah, that's really cool, right? Let me just uh, destroy you. So, I mean, obviously, reform doesn't always get Caligos, but that's that's the reason why you play it. You want those triples and go. So I don't really see the hero power doing enough if you're not reform curving it, which means your hero power starting for gold every turn. And if you do, then I don't really see how you're getting anything done, how you're alive. So it just doesn't feel. It upgrades every turn on every use. Yeah. Oh, OK. I thought it was like that. OK. Never mind. Never mind. I thought this was a lot worse than it actually was. OK. Let me rewind a little <laughs> bit, right. so completely completely scripted, 100%. Um. So when when are we talking? So when are you tier four? You're tier four. If you're fast, you're on eight gold. So turn seven. We're talking plus. I mean, it's still so incredibly specific, right? Okay, it's better than I thought it was, but <laughs> I still don't like it. You got to <laughs> make the argument. Sorry. You got to make the argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it. But how how do you get it done? So. You're playing your regular curve. You hit it first on eight gold. That would be the normal turn to start okay. using it. So it yeah. You'd have to hit a shield. And your hero power is, I'm giving my thing that I'm buying, plus four, plus, plus six, five. Yeah, plus six. Oh, yeah, plus five on eight. So that's, uh, that's not good enough to be a hero power, in my opinion. But we'll see, right? It's, it's, I mean, in a way, it's like ARM, right? But yeah. you have to just use it every turn. And ARM just buffs your whole comp for free like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, generally, I, I, I think one of us will be right, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I
1: would have been definitely right if I thought it worked the way I initially <laughs> did. But yeah, now there's a bit more room for interpretation. No worries, I'm going to stick to my guns. This thing is awful. There we go. Well, yeah. <laughs> Chip it,
0: send it. Yeah, but but generally, I I I do kind of agree with Shady. Like you know, past the uh, the the gene that uh, there there's a good chance it's going to be very slow in that uh, it takes it takes a lot of turns before you get the payoff, right? And there's a lot of games where people just die on like. 7 gold. I've seen, you know, that that that's like one of the worst feelings for me when it's turn 9 and I see people dead and I'm just like, you didn't really get to play the game. Right? You, you, you just picked up the best units and someone smoked you, unfortunately. You took 20, which you didn't really deserve. And that, that you can see that a lot here. Uh, anytime you have a hero that uh, that scales very late in the game and it doesn't scale massively, Ragnaros is like one of the outliers where if you do hit it, then you're you're pretty strong for for at least to the mid to late game, where this one, there's no guarantee you're going to be pretty strong. There's no guarantee you're going to get the cleaves. There's no guarantee you're going to play a mech comp or and things like that. So you're kind of relying on okay, I, I got I got to the position where I should be strong. Now I have to hope for another RNG that I <laughs> I get more divine shields or cleaves, and then I can actually be strong. So I survived the RNG stage of the game where I just don't have a hero power, now I'm into a second stage of RNG where I need to find the pieces that I need. And if I don't do that, then this hero power doesn't really work that well and then I, I'll slowly just uh, fall apart. And another issue is that it only works on one hero, uh, one hero per turn, right? It's not something you can utilize. So if you hit like three cle- three cleaves or three divine shields, you're like, well, I have an option. I Which one do I want to buff? Okay, do I want to freeze my board for next turn? and not get as strong as I could because I want to guarantee the buffs next turn or do I just like buy them all and then like just hope I find more Divine Shields that I want to utilize, right? So there's a little bit of clunkiness in that you can't buff every single Divine Shield that you want. You have to pick one if you find multiple in a turn. So there are some also extra limitations. I think there is potential in that it could work out. Uh, there are a decent amount of units that do benefit from just straight attack without needing health divine shields and cleaves and well cleaves need health but battle masters and stuff like that so if you have like uh minion types which is like you know demons mechs elementals dragons or something like that then i could see where you pick it up uh but it's not a guarantee right it's not a like i'm gonna always do well with this hero type of thing so definitely something i will try at least once to see how it feels and then after maybe like three weeks is, is my people want to know like day one oh how good is this hero and i'm always like give me you know give me some time to really see how other people play it and how i play
1: it but uh i'll double down never playing this thing
0: awful <laughs> well i'm gonna try at least once or twice just to see how it feels and then i'll uh, we'll probably go from there any, any last thoughts on
1: this? Well, in, in general, just feels a little bit too conditional, a little bit too clunky. just doesn't feel like it's worth the hero power, right? Especially if we see the kind of heroes that are doing well in this meta. It, the hero power just does too much compared to what this does.
0: Yeah. I, I want to see another in- interesting wrinkle is I want to see how this hero adapts with the new patch, right, the new expansion, right? They're, they're adding a new minion type. Right. So that one's probably going to have frenzies and stuff like that. So I wonder if, if there's going to be some minions that are really going to do well with having just extra attack without needing um, that, uh, that health value that, that comes from it. So uh, it's something, it looks like they've made this hero in anticipation of the new expansion. So I'm wondering if the new expansion will, will be like, oh, Look at this. It works this this hero works really well with this card, with this minion, this minion, da-da-da. Now we'll look at it at a, at a different light. But right now, this is just like uh, a preview of what's to come, right? Same thing with the minion from before, right? A new new keyword frenzy is being added, right? So I'm assuming with Quillbore's, you know, there's gonna be more of that, more frenzy and things like that. And we'll see how this minion really adapts, right? Kind of similar to like the dragon expansion, right? Where they added a bunch of dragon things and dragon synergies, right? Some were dragon synergies, but they didn't have the dragon tag, right? Like uh, just things like that. Uh, I wonder if this is gonna be kind of sim- synergies with the new expansion, but not having like the
1: quillboard tag or something like that, so. Just- yeah, for sure, for sure. If there's more units that benefit from my attack, then we can see it being better for sure. Yeah.
0: Anyways, that's our, current thoughts on it who will be right you know <laughs> who knows anyways next topic which we'll be talking about will be apm pirates what is apm pirate Chetty is really a really big fan of this uh this archetype i don't really care so you can take it away
1: <laughs> oh man yeah I can talk about this forever so the basic premise of apm pirates is that you have hoggers which then At the very least, two hoggers, which means that every pirate you buy costs three gold gold normally, but then you'll get two gold back from the hoggers, which means that once you sell the pirate itself, you're back up to three gold, making every pirate essentially free, which means that the moment you have two hoggers, free, 100%. I just
0: want to repeat that, guys. Free people love free.
1: (laughs) None of that Bob tax where you like buy something for three, sell it for one. No, buy it for one, sell it for one. So it means that you are, you might, you might also say, okay, so what's the benefit? Every pirate is free. Because that's, that's the initial stage, right? There's gradual stages here that we'll cover of APM Pirates. And once, <laughs> once you're in the final form, oh my goodness, it be the most fun thing you will ever play. I can guarantee it, it's so good. So <clears throat> the initial stage is you have two hoggers. Okay, so once you have two hoggers, you start buying every single pirate. Now there's a few reasons for that. Reason number one is you might have a salty looter on the board which means that every time you play a pirate, you get plus one, plus one to the salty looter, which is great. So that's buffs for free. Love free. There's also Swabby. Now you can reduce the cost of leveling for free. There is also the uh, plus three attack pirate, which gives your whole pirates uh, pirate board plus three attack. And then there's the strong arm, which is yeah. the most important one, which gives plus one, plus one for every pirate purchased that turn. Now you can imagine if every pirate is free and just like, roll, 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 bye, 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 roll, roll, bye, bye, bye. You hit two strong arms that turn. Boom, your hoggers is like a 30-30 out of nowhere from a 6-6, uh, especially if it ran on the board. So that is the basic uh, design for APM pirates. Now there's a few ways to do that. The most basic way if you want to try this out is just, okay, I'm going to have salty looters on my board, I'm going to have hoggers on my board, and then I'm just going to buy every single pirate. I'm going to play them, sell them, keep buying more pirates, my salty looters are going to be big, and then if you can hit a pirate triple, so usually it's quite nice to buy the, pirate, uh, buy the pirates, keep the pairs, and once you hit the third one you're like, nice, okay, free triple, I'll play it. You might pull Eliza, suddenly Eliza is giving more power to your board and then you are good to go i would say that the trickiest thing to playing apm pirates is putting yourself on a board where your board can support two hoggers and you're not losing fights you're not dying so usually it's really good to get that eliza early on or to just have a you know a big deflecto or this micro mummy you've had from the early game that's got a module on it that's carrying you so this is a a big thing when you're trying to get APM pirates off the grounds is how do I not lose fights? Because three or four turns down the line, you will be really, really strong. You just need to not die while you're getting to the, you know, Exodia form. Or if you, you know, Exodia is for the APA for the scam version. Let's just call it the final form. So what's the <laughs> final form like? You have two Hoggers. This is great. Every pirate is free. What if you get two more? Now you have a golden Hogger and a regular Hogger. So now instead of buying pirates for free you make money buying pirates! This is amazing! Now you you go to the next level, which is I can buy every pirate I see and I can just spam roll to get more hoggers. Once you have uh, two golden hoggers, it's ridiculous. You get so much money per pirate and you can start buying all the other cards that you want. Because once you go to, say, two gold, you hit to shop with two pirates, bam, bam, back to full gold, just keep going. And this is where my favorite version of APM Pirates really starts to shine. It's where you have Amalgadon, because you buy so many pirates, there's such a high chance you triple, and you just hit Amalgadon. You get a brand because you just see so many shops, you just keep rolling, 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 buying. Uh, I guess a really crucial aspect of APM Pirate is to know what you're selling this is always a tricky part okay what am i selling so it's oftentimes correct to play one golden hogger play one normal hogger but hold the other hogger in your hand if you have good units on the board like let's say you have two elizas as well you have a brand chilling you probably can't afford to play three hoggers on your board and you're probably gonna have to end up selling one but you're not going to do that when you're learning it so you're going to try to keep that hogger and you're going to sell an eliza or something and then die uh, you can totally sell the Eliza off later, once you have two big Amalgadons, but the Eliza at the start is there to keep you alive. So that's that's the final form. The final form is you have a brand, you have two golden hoggers, you have two Amalgadons, let's see, that's two hoggers, two Amalgadons, and a brand. Then usually you have one giant salty looter and a buff slot. And that's just brilliant, because you are you can buy every tox you see the buff your Amalgadon. You can buy every module you see, you can buy every jug you see, you can buy every... Argus plus scavenger and then the pirates just fund this whole buffing frenzy and it's yeah it's amazing so very fun to play once you're once you're in the in the stage where you make money you just stop thinking a bit we're just like okay buy pirate buy buff go 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 go, go, go buy 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 buy. sometimes you just have to chill a little bit we are like okay I'm down to like three gold and I haven't seen a pirate yet let's you know let's not buy every buff let's just roll refill the gold with the pirate first and, and then go off. That's a that's a lot of information, you know. You yes, to I did say I was passionate about it. I love this thing; it's my baby for sure.
0: If <laughs> I'm gonna have to rewind, then you know, listen to that one again, just because if you really want to you know, learn how to do this. Personally, I um, I don't really do this comp that often, you know. I always watch Shady and I'll say, "Oh, that's nice," you know, good for you. <laughs> but I I like. Turning my brain off as efficiently as possible, and this is more of a brain on type of gameplay, at least initially, right? Once you get the like golden double golden hogger, brain off all the way, right? But then you're still apming, so you know you got to move your mouse, you know. That's that's a little bit of brain power right there, right? Uh, I I have put this a couple of times to be honest. Like it, it, it's a good comp. Um, it is a comp that requires a lot of time, and you got to know exactly what you're looking for and things like that. So. Uh, it's a comp if you want to practice it right don't be worried about doing poorly uh, the first you know five or so times even more than that depending on you know how how much you you put into it but it, it's it's a comp that has a lot of payoff if you can if you can play it well and it's very fun right it's even it's very fun just watching too <laughs> just watching like, yeah. just satisfying
1: right? yeah,
0: like, yeah so uh sometimes you'll see people uh like randomly have pirates and then like the next turn they're they're pirates like all 100 hundreds and you're like how do they do that it's been a turn or two right how do they do that it's because they're playing this composition right it's one of those high level high skilled high mmr lobby compositions that you don't see a low low mmr at all just because people don't do it or you know they're not skilled enough to make all the transitions and and the time it, it needs before they can die or they're you know they're doing something wrong but yeah it's 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 something that uh it's a skill set you 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 it that would be nice to have I wouldn't say it's required but uh it's kind of it kind of reminds me of Khadgar transitioning in, in a way where you know it's it's a different skill set but it can be necessary in the right games right there'll be games where you start with like double hogger and you're just like okay I, I have a double hogger or you have faceless hogger where right? that's really probably the most likely um direction you'll see it you'll have a faceless in your hand you'll see a hogger you'll you use the faces on the hogger now you have two hoggers okay that's that's a good enough start especially early in the game to just commit to this composition right because absolutely the, yeah absolutely. so it's 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 knowing the windows knowing the opportunities to go to this composition is really what allows you to be early on or that you won't take a lot of damage and then you can uh, utilize it to get into the you know the the nuts the end game right. What what I tend to do is I'll get the double hogger and I'll do it and then I'll just switch to scam because it's less buttons you know. <laughs> Instead of going golden hogger I'll just add an Eliza, add a, add a Scallywag, a Baron Brand. All right, I can just roll now you know. It's a lot it's a lot simpler, but you can also just do it the full way just having. 300, 300 salty leaves and things like that. So there's there's different directions with it, but it it does like doing when to use double hogger, I think is the key um, direction that you have to identify when you commit to this composition. So definitely fun.
1: For sure. I think the um, resemblance to Cadgar. I think it's a good comparison. It's one of those things where if you don't like doing it, don't waste your time on it because it is a small niche thing. It's definitely not a core part of the game and you're not going to suffer a ton of mmr loss because you know you skipped a hog or because you didn't you know you couldn't be arsed to learn how to play apm pirates i just think it's super fun i think yeah it's definitely worth trying but if you hate it don't waste your time on it for sure i don't hate
0: it (laughs) just
1: like (laughs) just not passionate about it
0: not passionate about it you know i do it a couple of times i'm like I do it once and I'm like I'm done for the day. That's kind of how I feel. Where you're like, you do it once, you're like, oh man, I can't wait to do it next game. Yeah, and I'm just yeah,
1: looking yeah, at you okay. like, okay, the game is over. You're like, no, I wasn't done yet.
0: Yeah, reminds me of like just getting like double Cadgar or, or Elementals. Yeah, right? I could, <laughs> I could do that with the Elementals. But yeah, I I think it's a it's a very interesting composition. Something we want to talk about this week. So, you know, go ahead, try it game, see how you feel if you like that type of gameplay, and You know, practice it. You know, spam Shady for advice, I would say. Uh, next topic we've got going on is when is tripling abates? You know, so sometimes you'll be in your games and you'll have like two, you know, whatever is right. In, in our example, we have deflectors. You have two deflectors and, you know, you're, you find a third one and then maybe if you're a streamer, people just start screaming, screaming, "Bait, bait!" Why are they screaming bait at you? You know what? What do you mean? Tripling is good. I get a I get a higher tier minion. Why would they tell me not to do this? I don't understand. Well, here you go. Uh, we can talk about it a little bit. It's it's more about looking at your composition and realizing what makes your composition strong, and then why would make. Removing two copies of something and making it one—why would that make your composition weaker? Even though you're you're keeping the power of the cards, right? So let's say you have a twenty twenty or, or twenty twenty deflector, two twenty twenty deflectors, right? Even if you triple them, you get a forty deflector, right? So you're keeping the power level, but why does that make you weaker? Uh, is the
1: question that people want to ask here. So you
0: know, you, you want to start things off here? Or, or, yeah, right? sure, sure.
1: Well, in the given in the given example. Deflecto is such a nice unit because it's got Divine Shield, but you can restore the Divine Shield. Now, if you only have one Deflecto, you can only restore the Divine Shield one time. And then after that, you just need to get lucky, hope they run into the shield, and then you know, you have another reset. Um, but most of the time, that's not going to happen. So it's better to have two 2020s that are both regaining their Divine Shield than one 4040 that's regaining a Divine Shield uh, only one time. Um, there's, there's, there's other examples as well. Um, in there's, taunt comp, I think, it, yeah, yeah, there's,
0: there's quite a bit of examples. That's, that's why.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think the most common one is Amalgadon where you have two divine shield poison Amalgadons. And I think that's the very obvious one where right. would you rather have one unit with divine shield that deals infinite damage or two units with divine shield that deals infinite damage. So there's even a few things where you might accidentally triple or you don't even know it right where you're a farm. You steal a third Amalgadon, you're um, any hero, and you play the Tavern Tempest, and you accidentally get another Amalgadon. Suddenly, you're two Poisonous Divine Shield Amalgadons. There's only one Poisonous you, Divine Shield Amalgadon. you
0: this, accidentally getting another
1: Amalgadon, he's crying. He's like,
0: oh, I got another Amalgadon. Oh, woo-hoo, I'm so sad. Well,
1: <laughs> the first step to getting five Amalgadons is getting three Amalgadons. Exactly. So if you're really strong, you might be like, ah, whatever, I'll triple it, and I'll get two more. That's what I so, do. Yeah, yeah, that's the call. It's like, yeah, what the hell? I'll get two more. No problem. It's just a Mal'Gadon. Uh, a very common composition you see this in is, is taunt comp. Where yeah. Let's say you have two um, wardens, the bronze wardens taunted yeah. and divine shielded. Uh, and naturally, as the wardens are divine shielded. Arm is going to give them a ton of attack. And it's pretty much the same as the uh, Mal'Gadon example, where they both have, say, 30 attack, which is almost poisonous in the early mid game. You don't want to turn it into one thing that deals 60 because that's massive overkill, but it still has very, very low health because arm only buffs the attack. So that would be a very common example as well where you don't want to triple.
0: Yeah. Another, I, I got two more examples off the top of my head that I'm thinking of, right? When you're playing scam comp, right? This is very common, right? Where you taunt two scallywags and then you get another scallywag. And then Shady just says, "Don't triple the scalywag," and I hear it in my head every time. <laughs> but I want to. Like <laughs> what? You know, but it's it's necessary because two tons of scalywags are key for making the scam comp work. So it's it, it's one of those very common ones that you almost forget. Like, oh yeah, you shouldn't triple it, right? But if we're talking about why is it a bath, because you're reducing. Uh, two engines into one, right? The engine of having Scaliwax summon the one ones that get buffed and uh, get reset from the Baron, da-da-da, right? Instead of having two procs of it, you're only having one proc. So you're actually making yourself 50% weaker, is that correct? Is the math right? I believe so. Right. Just, well, yeah, right.
1: Half yeah. Half the scallies means half the procs, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's like forty-nine point whatever because yeah. the initial. That's my cat. The initial yeah. scally is a little, uh, is a little stronger, but yeah. yeah so, you're, so you're pretty so, much getting ha- you're half as strong once yeah,
0: you triple. Yeah. So, so that that's kind of the like the key feature. Instead, tripling should make you stronger, right? That's the the uh, the logic, right? You get a, a higher tier minion, right? But a lot of these bait triples, you actually get weaker. Almost half as weak, things like that, right? Sometimes the attack and health value doesn't uh, mitigate the loss of like potential uh, board strength, just pure board strength you have from having like two divines instead of having two divines, you have one divine, things like that. So that's it's definitely another thing. And then the another uh, bait I want to talk about is poison baits. So let's say you have like a two myxna, right? You find a third myxna. Right. And you're like, oh yeah, I'll get you triple that. Now instead of having two divine I mean two poison units, you end up only having one, right? And unless you triple into another poison, which isn't guaranteed, right? You've essentially just made your board uh weaker in that you have less potential of scamming your opponents with, with poison composition. So um it usually happens with uh sometimes Amalgadon, sometimes Myxna, sometimes uh spores as well, right? Having a two-two poison spore isn't necessarily <laughs> better than having two-one-one <laughs> sp- poison spores, especially if you have a selfless and barons and things like that. So it's definitely something you want to look into when you're uh, in the in the end game, and you just have you just have poison comp- you just poison a uh, poison composition with divine shields, right? Tripling that spore isn't necessarily going to make you stronger. In most cases, you will get weaker. Uh, same thing with Max. So. I just wanted to put that in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, very good example. I mean, usually you have to ask yourself, are these two copies going to do more than the golden copy? Now, you do get a board slot. So sometimes, sure, two copies would do more. But the golden copy and then an extra unit, let's a very common example is, oh, now I can fit a selfless and I can put a divine shield. So a lot of the time the answer is like, yeah, sure, it's still fine to triple because I have an extra board slot but sometimes the units just do so much work on their own, like poison, they already kill something. You don't want to kill half the things because you now have only one poison unit.
0: Yeah, same thing with Nadina. I, another thought one that came up in my head, right? You have two Nadinas and you're like, okay, this is great. And then you find a third Nadina and you're like, well, should I do it? And you're like, I've never seen golden Nadina. So you do it and then, your nadina is now eight uh, eight health doesn't have any uh, any extra abilities from being golden and then it's too strong and now it doesn't proc and you're just like wow that was that was awful <laughs> that was exactly not what i thought it would, ha- would happen when i tripled the nadina now my nadina doesn't proc and all my dragons die before my nadina dies uh, Woo, great gameplay but yeah that's another another one you have to be careful of sometimes when you're Uh, Looking at triples. I can't see your face, Shady. By the way,
1: you want to move your camera up. Oh, I mean, the cat's here, right? Okay, yeah,
0: maybe the cat's
1: more important. That's Uh, we we can let the uh, we can let the listeners decide, right? Leave a comment on the YouTube video, (laughs) Shady's face or Shady cat, right? I don't know what side are you on, right? If you're watching the live stream, throw a cheeky little uh, vote in the chat. (laughs) Fair enough. I think that's fair, and I'm gonna get
0: balloon comments now. God. What have do you <laughs> done?
1: Have the camera towards the balloon cone. What are
0: you doing? Right? Uh, no. Um, I, I, okay, another thing I want to talk about in this topic is when is tripling not a bait, right? So we've talked all about how tripling when's tripling a bait, right? I, because of this, people are going to be like, "Oh, I have two deflectors, never tripling them. It's always a bait." Da 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 da. da. I have two amalgamers, never tripling them. It's always a bait. Da, da da da. Right. So I want to throw the opposite side of the story. Right. When is tripling? You know, Deflectos, uh you, Amalgadons, things, poisons, even, right? When is that not a bait, right? When is that actually making a lot of sense? Yeah.
1: Well, a good example for Amalgadons is the easiest one would be, let's say, Murlocs and Mexer out, which, why is that relevant? You do not have access to Module, which would provide the Divine Shield, and you do not have access to Toxfin, which would provide the poison but one of your Amalgadons has a Divine Shield and the other one has a Poison. <laughs> it's neat. That's a very easy example. Fusion like, Allah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Fusion> <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> exactly. An actual unit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Now, sometimes, you know, either mechs are going to be in or merlocks are going to be in or they're both going to be in and you're still going to want to do it because you triple them into a useful unit even though you could have fixed them on your own. Um, but now you get to discover a six drop. Let's say you're playing Dragons and you have two Amalgadons and they're kind of eh. Um, together, you also get a new series of adapts because the Golden Magadon rolls a new set of adapts. So even if neither of them has the Vine Shield or Poison, you're pretty likely to hit it. But you might also discover an extra Caligos, you might get an Adina. So a lot of the time you look at, okay, how good are these two individuals? And if one of them is lacking, uh, or I guess if neither of them is a poison the Vine Shield combo, you're pretty likely to be okay to triple them especially because you get the fish for another six drop. If it's early in the game, especially early-ish, let's say, turn like 10, 11, that's usually earliest where you're going to have two Amalgadons.
0: Yeah, I, I think being early in the game is one of the key identifiers where you can get away with tripling things, even though, like, theoretically, you could say, ah, you know, I don't need a triple. This, if it's early enough, you can find other direction. You can find other ways to make yourself stronger. So even though you're saying, oh, I have two deflectos and I'm making a mech comp, da 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 da, right? Tripling it early, especially if they both don't have like menaces on them, right? If they're both not uh, committed deflectos, right? If they both have menace, then it's a little bit harder because having two deflecto uh, bots with menace is pretty, pretty powerful uh, synergy to have, right? So, it, regardless of if one dies the other one will always have an extra divine shield uh on on themselves whereas if if they're just empty deflectos no buffs nothing right you just deflect them, right hitting like a full reaper hitting uh an amalgadon right hitting a Cali ghost and maybe switching right turns out you had two two uh two bronze wardens right making a divine shield comp instead of a a mech comp right gives you more direction to go so i think uh especially early on when you you're not 100% committed to a composition that you don't need to deflect to, to uh, not not instantly lose and things like that, right? That's that's when you can triple and see if you can find uh, better key pieces, right? Finding F4 and things like that or finding a different direction to go for. Um, uh, same thing with like even poisons, right? Even though, uh, let's say you have two Murloc poisons, right? Tripling them... And looking for an Amalgadon and, and things like that, it, it, it can still be relevant, especially early. Uh, just uh, just to see, can I make another Divine Shield Amalgadon or something like that, right? So, it's not necessarily always a bait to triple things, even though, uh, once you start getting into, like, top four ter- territory, and you know what your opponent's running, you can say, oh, he can't really counteract one deflector with this amount of stats, and even if I Combine them, it's not it's not gonna make a difference, right? They'll still be like the same value. That's when you really need to think about oh, should I triple here? Is it actually worth it? So that's just something to think about. Uh, it's it's not always a bait.
1: I think for uh, the deflecto example, you have to ask yourself, okay, am I just going to play mech? Because even you can have say the best example is you can have two, three, two deflectos, neither of them menace on it. If the rest of your board is screaming mech, let's say you've already got two eggs and then a micro mummy with a module on it for a guaranteed reset, then even though they're still really small, you might say, "Ah, you know, they haven't really started scaling it. I don't think it's worth it because you might not see that fourth deflecto for quite a while. Right. And we we talked about how much better it is to have two copies. So if you're not really in mechs yet, then yeah, sure. Just use it as a means to get the Caligos, to get the Eliza. And transition out of what you whatever you had. If you are decidedly going max, which is you know going to depend on the rest of your board, then don't triple it even when they're still small, because every metal tooth leaper is going to be fair. less efficient, right?
0: Good point. Good point. I was just uh, I like tripling into the Caligus You know, I just <laughs> yeah, wanted to, sure. just wanted to sure. mention that. Hey, just triple into Kelly and switch the dragons, but if if your comp is full max even if you don't have any buffs on the deflectos, the two deflectors are really going to carry you and there will be the key pieces to making a competent mech composition so even if you have you know you have the you see the triple in the shop and the rest of your board except for like maybe a unit or two is still is max and there they synergize with the refreshes no and you you know you're going to commit to max and even like imagine let's say you triple them and you get the cali goes can you actually transition before you die if the answer is no why why did you triple right if you look at the triple and you're like okay let's say i get it will i be able to actually transition will it help me and if the answer is no then it just doesn't make sense to go for the bait uh go for the triple there so it's just something to think about when you're um playing these games right sometimes you always see uh people holding on to uh two copies when they see a third one in the shop and they just skip it. And you're like, ah, oh, there was a triple. You missed a triple, right? You'll get those comments sometimes. You missed a triple, streamer. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> I, I know. It was intentional. Oh, yeah. there, there are reasons for these things. So just something to keep in mind yeah. when you're at playing your own games.
1: There's a lot of time you're just playing a tier four comp where I'm just like, there's just, a, you know, you look at what could I possibly pull from tier five here? And it's like, OK, nothing, right? Good, Good talk. Why, you know, this happens a lot as well. Um, Let's say you have Harbingers and you have that little 2-2, the acolyte of Right. Turning that 2-2 into a 4-4, not only does it cost you three extra gold to buy the thing, if you don't want any 5-drop, you're not doing it for any particular reason and you're getting weaker because you're getting half the taunt buffs from the Harbingers because now you have only one acolyte instead of two. So that's another good example where if you're stuck on tier 4 and you know you're just playing this tempo thing, just, you know, have a quick look at the deck tracker, if you're using that, see which units are in on tier five, and you know if there's maybe one unit you could possibly get that's good. It's probably not even worth the money. That's a very good point there. You know,
0: I don't know how many Harbinger players are in there, but you know, we we see you. we see.
1: <laughs> it's you. like these dirty non-calculus <laughs> folk. In your tier four compositions. <laughs>
0: For sure, that's exactly how I feel, not really, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know you (laughs) do. But yeah, just something to think about in your own games and and whether or not to go for triples. Our last topic of the day, we shall be talking about early Kel'Thuzads. You know, what do you do when someone dies early and you're just like, huh, there's a free dead guy in the shop. I mean, the lobby. What do I do? you know personally this i think when someone dies early someone like leaves the game early i think it ruins the sanctity of battlegrounds it it breaks the game in in crazy ways where people are just nuts out of nowhere and you're just like how did this happen i was it's turn seven or turn eight they have three six drops what what did what happened (laughs) well i have three six drops you know not you (laughs) (laughs) what did he do it's it's because uh knowing that you're not going to take damage uh at a specific turn just allows you to play very aggressively put yourself in a position where if you're fighting anyone else you would be taking like 16 to 20 damage where it's like well i'm taking i'm taking zero here so let's just play super aggressive and just um super early ramp or things like that another thing that happens when um there's an early early dead person is that people start leveling a lot faster than they would normally because they realize in order to fight the uh the keltazad the last the last place guy they have to be in bottom bottom three in the shop right so in order to get bottom three you have to lose games you have to take damage right in order to take damage you know you gotta put yourself in a position where you're weaker than your opponents how is what how what's the best way to be weaker than your opponents but still putting yourself in a position to get stronger than them is leveling right so you'll just see people just level like crazy just like oh let me take damage here and then like i'll fight the dead guy eventually and then then i will you know after that turn i will spike right and get really strong so uh there's a lot of different gameplay elements that come into play because someone else dies early you want to talk about Shane?
1: Yeah, I, I had a pretty good practical example of this today where um, I picked Eudora. I didn't. I don't love Eudora, but I'll, I'll pick it from time to time. And there was an early ghost, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to suicide level. So I, I bought a token on turn one, I sold it, I hero-powered. Then the turn after that, I sold a token, I leveled, I hero-powered. And you just go straight for the five drop. And I got second place that game like quite easily. I just got an early mama bear, and... As you mentioned normally of that turn we're like, Oh, I have two minions on my board, I'm gonna get smacked. It's like, oh, zero damage. All right, let's buy, let's start buying some beasts, and right. suddenly the, the game is very different. Yeah. It's it's definitely true. I think the um the observation you made, you know, you wanna you want of course check how many people in the lobby are paying attention to this. If you suddenly see those taverns like pop, pop pop, everyone's like going three, <laughs> you're like, Oh, you don't, you know, in a, in a in an environment where everyone is power leveling you do not want to be the one person that is not power-leveling. Vice versa, in an environment where everyone is not power-leveling, you don't want to be the one person that's power-leveling. And the way how that works is if everyone else is power-leveling and you're not, you're going to get quite low return from the early investment you made because you wouldn't have needed it anyway. Sure, you're going to deal some damage to people. It's not that much, and and you, know, you wouldn't have taken that much damage anyway if you had gone with them, which is what we say when you level with a person. But you're going to take it afterwards because there's going to be this one turn where you level and you don't do much and the other people have already gone to tier four and they're now buying high mains, harbingers, bulvars, you know, all these like higher tier tempo units and they suddenly start dealing a lot of damage to you, right? If if this happens to you where you always follow this pattern where you uh, level on seven gold, then you buy on uh, eight eight gold and then on nine gold, then you go to tier four. If you consistently take a bunch of damage that turn because people went to tier four before you, you can check who in the lobby is going up faster. And uh, if everyone else is going up, then there's really not much reason for you to stay low. So that's that's a good thing you bring up where, especially in higher elo, you will notice everyone is just going like, boom, boom, boom. You just watch the (laughs) the left, like tier three, tier three, tier three. And you do not want to be the one person that's still tier two in in those games. Yeah, it, it,
0: it, it it's it's always interesting. Uh, I I also had a game kind of similar to that where there was an early dead guy. I think I was playing Berov or something. Got my bet like it was so easy, right? Because I was like, oh, this guy versus the dead guy. I wonder who's gonna win. And I'm just leveling, leveling, leveling. Right, I fight the dead guy. I turn afterwards, I have like nine gold or something. I level, get a get a six, get another six. You know, <laughs> it's like okay. Well, uh, here we go. The 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 person that fought me took like sixteen or twenty something damage. I'm just like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's just like, it's you know, blame blame the KT. You know, it's not me. I didn't. That wasn't me. I didn't. I didn't concede early. You know? I just took advantage of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it it's it's always a weird situation when you're playing with it, and then you're noticing other people just like taking taking early damage so they can fight it, and you're like, ah, what? How? <laughs> that should be me. <laughs> that should be me. I should be taking that. Yeah. And then uh, you always get you always get wrecked. I I I have this uh, prevailing theory that the game tries to kill you. Uh, the game wants. I haven't talked about it on this the podcast yet. I have this theory that the game puts you into situations where you're supposed to die. You know, you're. Let's say you know you're ten health. There's a dead guy, and you're like, okay, I'm supposed to fight the dead guy. It'll it'll it'll, it'll knock you against the 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 highest health player just to be like, can you survive this? Can you survive this? Oh, you can't. Well, you lost. And then if you survive it, then it's like, okay, now you deserve the dead guy more likely someone will die then and then there's no dead guy and then you're just like oh you know have you ever had those games where you're just like okay i should fight the dead guy oh i didn't fight the dead guy okay i beat the highest pl- person in the lobby now i deserve the dead guy right oh someone else died now i don't get the dead guy oh now i'm fighting someone else and i can't k- keep up okay now i lost like it's it's, it's quite uh, common in my experience just uh a lot of the battles are kind of weighed against you. So, you know, just just something to think about.
1: Don't be the early KT, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm totally with you where it, it ruins the, the flow of the game. I'd much rather have a game where there's nowhere to ghost. But, you know, if it's there, know what to do, right? Exploit it to the max because your opponents will be doing the same thing.
0: Hopefully there will be none of that in the tournament coming up in two days, you know? <laughs> It'll
1: be unfortunate for sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, it, it might not be right. If you can take advantage of it, but it, it would be just unfortunate if someone like has a disconnect issue or something like that. You're just like, well, I had, I had that happen in one of, um, in the last tournament I played someone DC early and it was just like, kind of weird. I was like, hmm, this isn't ranked, you know, <laughs> what is this? What is this going on here? But, uh, and, uh, it was okay, like we were still able to get through it and after that we we just play like normal uh, with with he was able to get back in so just interesting um, just something to think about in your games and uh that shall be the last topic anything you want to add in there uh Any 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 final
1: no, just final thank things? everyone for for listening. this has just been great. It's been super fun Just talk to my friend about the game I like to play and somehow like uh like listening to us so that's just great really appreciate
0: it yeah i i, I okay making these topics takes longer than i thought <laughs> i'm I, like i'm in the middle of drinking i'm like god oh, this is actual work <laughs> when, when did i sign up for this <laughs> but yeah it's it's been good you know the payoff's nice i always like talk with shady about these kind of things and i, I want to do a podcast anyway so i I do want to thank everyone for participating. Don't forget, we've got another uh, mega bundles coming at the end of the podcast. I just got to set up the giveaway after that. I appreciate the feedback, appreciate the comments, all the nice things on YouTube. You know, I read most of them, all of them, some, some of them. I read, I read sometimes. You know, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you want to catch it there, it was nice to see some reviews on the podcast app if you want you can reach me at educated columns educated underscore columns at twitch educated columns at twitter and youtube and all that extra good stuff what about you shady
1: same as usual that's yeah. shady money on twitch i don't
0: even that's know great. why we do this because it's literally yeah in- i mean throw it out there right? yeah, it's it, it,
1: it, 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 on the screen like you <laughs> you can yeah, read. It's to listen right not yeah, everyone watches that's true actually the majority eventually it's going to be consuming it through uh just listening instead of watching that's fair all
0: right so thank you guys for joining us here today you were right actually shady it's a little shorter than the other podcast how did you know you uh, good good for you it
1: was <laughs> left text to begin with so it's just a smaller block all
0: right well <laughs> yeah thanks for joining us here uh and uh I'll probably see you guys next week. We'll take care of, you know, our fourth podcast coming up, you know. Uh, Probably we'll talk about, uh, you know, the new expansion and, and and, and maybe the tournament as well. So a lot of good content coming up in the next couple of weeks. So we'll see you guys then. Take care of yourselves. Have a nice rest of your day. And peace out, folks.
1: See you guys.